oh my gosh, am I supposed to be starting this? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> welcome to the Ryan Out Loud podcast, season five, episode one. I am your host, Taylor Gray, and I'm here with my guest, Ryan Out Loud. <laughs> Hi, Taylor. Oh my goodness. Okay, Girls so have reverse, right? Yes. First things first. Yeah, we're doing something different today. I guess the roles are reversed, and we are winging it. We are going to interview the interviewer, um, and just see what happens. See how this goes. So... See what's happening with my boring life now. <laughs> no. How are you doing today, Ryan? I am okay. I'm good. I'm great, actually. It's a good day. I take that back. It's a good day. Whenever I, I think of, I listened to Happy Face by Destiny's Child this morning. Mm. And it was just like, you know, they say, I'm living, I'm grateful, I'm breathing, I'm able to put on my happy. It just put me in a whole different, it's been a beautiful day. Thank you for asking. How are you? Oh, see, look, I stepped right into my, <laughs> how are you? No, it's okay. I'm doing just, It's that's totally normal to, you know, to, uh, to knock it right back. I'm doing well. It's, um, earlier over here so it's early afternoon in LA it's been cloudy for about a week so that's, that's so, so unusual <laughs> listen and over here in Pittsburgh we have been getting like 60 degree weather and I'm seeing you guys over there some parts of California with snow hell like I don't know I guess the rapture is is here it's coming it's a it's arrived I don't know what's happening <sighs> listen the way people been trying me it might as well be the rapture but um <laughs> So you you mentioned Happy Face by Destiny's Child. Remind the listeners what album that is from. That is from the Survivor album mm -hmm. in 2001. And period. And is that your favorite Destiny's Child album? It is not. Um, Destiny Fulfilled is my favorite album. Okay. Um, Survivor, I acknowledge Survivor and what, how am I trying to word this? I acknowledge Survivor, but when I went back and listened to it, it was like, oh, you could tell they were still finding their their grasp as a trio. Mm -hmm. You know, this was the first that was the first album featuring Michelle, full length, you know, whatever. But I feel like when they went solo after that album, were able to find their identity on their own. Michelle thriving in gospel, Beyonce being beyond, you know being Beyonce Kelly doing her thing with her debut album and you know when they so when they came back together it was like it was a you know you could tell they had experiences life love whatever and it you could hear it I always remember interviews where they said that you know we wish we I wish they were into Beyonce was into documenting then because I would have loved to see the behind the scenes footage there might be footage you never know but behind mm -hmm. the scenes footage of them creating this album because you know they hadn't they hadn't seen each other in years or like you know in together in front of the camera but um they had stories and I would have loved mm -hmm. to see that process you know how that worked and came together because it's it was Destiny Fulfilled is a beautiful beautiful album it really is and it's always crazy um because I think Survivor's probably their like peak in terms of success. You know, they had like what Bootylicious, Independent yes. Women, yes. Survivor. So they had a lot of like really massive hits going on at the time. But Destiny Fulfilled is clearly like the better project. Mm -hmm. Um, they're definitely more seasoned. Um, <laughs> they were in their like you know church hoe bag when it comes to the aesthetics, but yeah. it was yeah. still a, it was still a, it was still a vibe, <laughs> you know. 
Yes. And of course they still had hits, but it's just interesting to me that success does not mean it is the best. You know what I mean? I agree. That's how I feel about Beyonce's four. Like Ooh. it is that's my favorite Beyonce album. And a lot of people I've I've said this before. I the reason why that is my favorite album is because that was the point of her career. That's when, you know, she let go of her dad as her manager. Mm -hmm. She took a risk and, you know, coming off of that high with that, like that I am, that Sasha, I am era, I am Sasha Fierce Mm -hmm. era. And she was on tour consecutively for like, what, two, three years and then took a little bit of a break, maybe like a year and came back with four. And for her to, because if you would have told me, Run, I thought with the sounds of Run the World, like with the release of Run the World, I was like, okay, we're going to get something a little bit, you know, like it's going to be crazy. Summer 2011 is about to be hype. And mm-hmm. it was, a, she was bold for releasing a mid tempo RB album in the summer of 2011, which was, right. that was like the height of the EDM era, like, you know, or like, yep. yeah. So well, it, was it was coming. It was, it was, it, EDM was becoming um much bigger at the time it was about to reach its height for sure yes yes so it was like damn that was bold and she tricked she tricked she really tricked me with run the world so when i heard the rest of the album i was like (laughs) she was bold and i i i respect it i now looking at who you know where she's at in her career Mm -hmm. i i i a plotter. I know she probably was like, I'm scrapping this album, but she, you know, or <laughs> however she might have felt, who knows? But I'm glad she took that leap of faith and took her career into her own hands. And look at her Me now. Too. The Renaissance I mean, begins. Yes. And four was for the longest time, four was my favorite Beyonce album. And it still might be. Um, I really have to like sit and think because I think I I fall I fall in love with Beyonce albums on like a regular basis. Yes. So like I recently re- fell in love with Lemonade because at the time when Lemonade was released, I was in law school and um, I don't really know if like I was in the space to really like, I guess, digest it the way that it should have been digested. Mm-hmm. I liked it, but it was never like an album that I had on rotation. But recently I like gave it a play and I was like, wow, this is so really, this is really good. Like, yeah, I wonder why I didn't see, I wonder why I didn't see it the way I should have seen it back then. But it can, that's it the beautiful thing about it, music. Yes. You know, Yes, it takes, you know, it might not hit that first time, but that you come back. Like I'll say, and I'll probably take some heat for this, but I I am Sasha Fierce is my least favorite album, but mm-hmm. I acknowledge what it, how do I want to word it? I acknowledge that was what took her to icon status, legendary status. Oh, yeah. I acknowledge that era. Like she put out work, the 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 performances, the tour, um, all of that like Matthew Adams, and it was still an exciting era despite the album itself being maybe like more bland for Beyonce standards but it was a very she definitely, chaotic, like, I saw somebody tweet that they said this that I am is probably the most chaotic release like single release for her she was doing a lot at all times yeah and I was like okay because you know starting off with what if I was a if I were a boy, boy, single ladies, and then going into what diva halo like halo. that, yeah, it was like very and then sweet dreams. It was like what? Okay, so I, I yeah, yeah, there was a lot very, going on. There was no like consistent flow, but I video I, phone. Yeah, that was. Now that I listen to it when I'm older, I like it, but it was one of those. I was like, what? What was the what? Okay, B, you know. <laughs> but I, you know, nobody um, can think like her, so. 
What's another album by a different artist that you did not like and it took you years to like appreciate? Mm. For a second, I thought I was frozen. I'm like, uh oh, did he even? No, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. I know there's one. It'd be there. One for to... me. One for me is Brandy's Aphrodisiac. So I was thinking, so, okay. And this isn't years. I'm going to, so I will say the first listen to Brandy's B7. And this is like mm -hmm. the first listen, because hearing her talk about it, I was like, she, you know, she said, this is like as if full moon and um, never say never had a baby in birth B7. So I was like, Oh girl, we getting an R and B feel good like album. Like, what? I need this. We need that. It was in twenty twenty. We need this in the pandemic. Like, mm -hmm. I, we need this that that type of feeling, that healing of music. And I listened to it, and I was just like, okay, because I know, and I was because a lot of people didn't like Freedom Ring. I didn't. I loved it. I, the well, runs, the, I was like, talk, she was talking her, you I, know, she was free. So it was a whole new, like, phase. Y'all gonna like, hate talk. me for this, but, like, I just never really loved when Brandy got into, like, this, like, the vintage bluesy bag. Um, so you didn't like, was it, what was Bacon and Pleading? Bacon and Pleading. Not, like, as it. a song. I mean, I love it for, as, like, a vocal performance, but I don't, like, love it as a song. I don't really care Her to hear it again. Very <laughs> But that's because, like, when I was growing up, you know, Brandy was fresh, like, like hot. You know, like, Brandy was, like, trend-setting. And, like, I like that Brandy, like, look pushes forward. And I get that you always have to look back sometimes at, like, yeah. your influences. But I just prefer my Brandy in, like, a futuristic perspective. Um, and that's just a personal thing. That does not mean that, like, Begging Queen is bad or that Freedom Rings is bad. I just wasn't going to look forward to an album like that because we have so many R&B singers that make albums in that vein as it is, at yes. least at that time, you know. Um, you know, I'm trying to think, like, off the top of my head. Oh, my gosh. But, like, you know, you had a, there was um all kinds of, like, I mean, even Usher at the time. I mean, he had Good Kisser. Everyone was trying to, like, go into this, like, vintage, like, where I came from bag. Probably because they were, like, you know, just, like, I don't know what was going on at the time. But, yeah. And so I didn't want Brandy to, like, fall into that. I wanted Brandy to keep pushing R&B forward. Because at the same time of Begging and Pleading, you had, you know, the Frank Oceans, the Janays, the Miguels that were moving the genre forward and yes. we were, I was waiting on a vocalist besides Miguel to like a female vocalist to really tap into that and 211 kind of did a little bit oh I love I 211 to, I'm sad she doesn't going. really acknowledge it it's like I know I know I know but I wanted Brady to keep going with it and so begging and pleading for me it's a great song but it's just not for me I understand and that's how like freedom ring went for it because I'm a I grew up in the church so that like you know then her she sounded so good and i was just like okay sis is you know making a statement like i am free from this hold that that label had her under and it's i'm coming so when i heard b7 the first time and i was just like hmm you talking about baby mama <laughs> and i like so i get this i like baby mama i feel it should have been i don't know 
I it wasn't a beat. bad song. It wasn't a. It was. I liked. I don't know. I feel like it. If it could have been like the same beat, but something different. I don't know. I don't know because it's like, girl, your daughter is. You know, Sarai is a teen. She is a. You know, a she young was eighteen adult. or something. I, I want to say yeah, she is a young adult. But I like it when I hear it. I do bop to it. You know, like I, it's the beat for me. But. Ooh, but the Brandy had, was in an experimental bag with B7, but I like experimental Brandy. I love it. So now, you know, like it took me, but it didn't take me years, right? Because it's only been almost three years, but it took me up the third listen. Okay. And I was like, okay, like say something, um, borderline. Uh, borderline really me. hits when you're going through it with somebody too. And that's probably what, like I eventually did go through it with somebody and i was just like oh this album carried me matter of fact me and my mom we uh, lived together and she looked up you know she was i kept i played borderline so much that she brought it up on her phone and was like she listened to it was like what is you going through who broke your heart i truly think borderline is very cleverly created because i think it properly and like it, the way the visuals are portrayed like it's very obvious that it's meant to feel like kind of like you're like on the verge of like the breakdown. Mm-hmm. Like that's um, what my mom thought. She's like, "What's happening?" It really, like, it really captures that feeling so well. Um, because we all have those moments where we're like, "Oh my god!" Like, um, I just don't know what's gonna happen next. I might, am I about to cry? I'm about to go into a rage. Am yeah. I about to just, you know, what's yes. happening here? So I feel like she really captured that so well, and like the fact that the song didn't follow a, a traditional structure. It just felt like kind of like thoughts like intruding on each other i think that's so realistic and, and can it's i a piece say of art. rather be was one of my favorites but when she did that uh the uh color studio performance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we talked about this on uh the last because we did our top five on, my, on last season and i i was like i look i know the album came out in 2020 but she breathed new life into that song that verse depth song and when she did the colors performance last june and i just like I play it every day, maybe twice a day, probably Ooh. three times a day. That specific performance. But yeah, B7 is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait. Now that I hear like Motown is going through a whole new change. Now I saw an article. I didn't really read into it, but I, I saw something was like about to happen. And I was just like, please don't let us mess up what Brandy is working on or what is coming. Because I can't wait to see what's next. I've really liked post B7 Brandy. I mean, she did the song with T with Savage, Somebody's Son, yes. which was absolutely, absolutely beautiful. You know what I mean? I agree. Um, and then she has that song with Gallant um, yes. on I his project for ne- on I his project for Neptune. Video. I just I don't know. I'm I'm something seems really in the cards for Brandy. I don't know. B7, like was I love B7. It's in my top three Brandy projects, probably. Yes. Or top, it's in my top three or four. Same but something feels like we're going to get the Brandy that everyone remembers coming forward. And I just don't understand how to like describe it, but it's just, it's in the air. I know air. exactly I, what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Like late, like 1998 Brandy is like on the horizon. I'm and, here for um, it. And I'm, we're claiming that because, and I hope she goes on tour because I really want to hear Rather Be Live so I can cry. Uh, that brings me to my next question, actually, which is okay. Um, you can only see five artists live for the rest of your life. Who are they going to be? Beyonce, Jasmine Sullivan, mm-hmm. JoJo, knew it. 
Brandy. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. And it's between I right, so right, it's this last one is between Tony or Tamar. <laughs> the Braxton sisters. I don't ugh. why don't you just you could have just said the Braxtons. The Braxtons. Boom. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you can that was a you that's a good cheat, low key. I I and those are literally like my top five favorite singers. Um and I think I saw I've only seen I haven't seen Brandy. I've never seen Brandy live yet, but I, I've seen JoJo a few times and Me too. Uh um Jasmine at the Roots picnic and I was just like stuck Ooh. in amazement because I couldn't get tickets to her individual show and so when I was like she saw she was headlining last year I that's in Philly right yes I drove six hours to Philly because people think Let Pittsburgh and Philly you, are close Philly Philly has that something about Philly soul there's just Jill? something about it oh I wish I could put Jill Scott's in my top Vivian six. Green there's a lot of Philly soul to the OJ's like don't yes. get me started I've, yes, I've seen knowing. Jill Scott live probably about eight times more than I've seen Beyonce for sure. Did you see her uh, lick the microphone? No, I didn't see. I wasn't at that, but I seen that video. I wish I was like, Ooh, I, was, <laughs> I was like, Ooh. infamous. But yeah, those are my yeah. You knew JoJo mm, that's was somewhere good, up there. Yeah. So that okay, that actually is interesting because you said Jasmine Sullivan and JoJo. One, did you hear JoJo's demo of "Pick Up Your Feelings"? And two, what did you think about it? So I thought they did it. So I heard. So I thought she did a demo to um, "Hurt Me So." Was, was it "Pick Up Your Feelings"? "Hurt Me So Ooh. Good." "Hurt Me So." Hurt yes, me I'm so sorry. Good. I was thinking of "Pick Up Your Feelings" just because it's. She did it at her tour. She did do a version of it on her thinking. Try not to think about it. Tour. She I did. She did like a medley. Yes, a medley. Um, I. You know when you hear something first. Like we heard Jasmine's and I like when I listened to it, I remember I was driving, listening to Jasmine's version and I like it was a chill like I get when I hear gospel singers sing. And I was just like, oh, sing like, you know, like just yes, Jasmine and Joe Joe's version is good. However, I prefer Jasmine's because I heard it first. Yeah. But what would have been dope is if they would have just if it would have been a duet, I could see that could have seen that being a duet. Mm, but I also understand why it wasn't because yes. hotels as a theme was about, I feel like black, black femininity. Women. Yes. And so, so Jojo would have been not, it would have been off the mark. And I also feel like that would have opened up Pandora's box on social media for discussion about inclusivity of white women and black women's, you know, spaces, themes and spaces. Thank yes. you. But that would have been awesome. And they it still should collaborate. I mean, I would love to see JoJo work with more women. I mean, she worked with Tori Kelly on like the uh, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman Can uh, I say charity something? single. Yeah. I I would have preferred uh, to Tor Tony. Tori Kelly over Demi on the Lonely, Heart Lonely Hearts remix. Mm, I can see that. I, I can hear it in my head. And Lonely Hearts is a personal favorite of mine. Like, I love that song. I love her, but I love that song. And I did Demi remix. I was like, mm, something was missing. And I feel like when I hear Tori and JoJo sing together, I was like, yo, that should have been her on the Lonely Hearts remix. I saw, um, I was in LA when JoJo brought Demi out for I that. I remember you being it, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I was, and they, that was, they sounded great, but I just, it was interesting. I mean, like you just weren't expecting it. And I, I don't think I've even ever been at a concert where a guest came out. So I was just like, whoa. Um, and I actually think that uh, Tell Me You Love Me is one of the best pop records of the last decade. Um, Only forever. On, oh my God. People, okay. And listen, there's a lot people say about Demi Lovato, but I really truly think that Tell Me You Love Me is a phenomenal album. It's so good. And everyone I know that's heard the album for real agrees. I agree. There's no no debate. I absolutely agree. It's her best album. Bar bar none, hands down. I mean, Hitchhiker. um, Ruin the Friendship. Lonely. Ruin the Friendship. Lonely Forever. um, Daddy Issues. Yes. Like You'll make me play that today. Uh, You're going to make me play that today. Come on. Thank you. Honestly, I think it's a great spring album. I really do. I agree. Um, I agree. Oh my gosh! Don't get me started. Okay, but <laughs> that's that's actually interesting that you said um, Tori Kelly instead of JoJo. I mean, they've been they've been in need of working together more. I would love that. Uh, JoJo in general, I'm just her like Tanache in this day and age of like social media. I really think it's just a matter of when um, they're gonna have that moment for them moment? again. Tanache, I know it's coming. She's working her ass off. She um, is. Are you a, are you a Tanache fan? I'm not a like a fan, but I listen to her. I respect her. You know, and I said I'm gonna because one of my friends was like, oh no, we can't talk no more. And I said I'm gonna get into it. I like bouncing. When I hear bounce, I'm like, you know, yes, mm. I I fucks with her artistry and I see the inspiration because I've seen photo shoots after her one out al- the one album cover and I've seen the inspiration. She is you know she is a a blueprint if she doesn't know it uh yeah um absolutely um but yeah like for Tanache and Jojo I I mean those are like my two fave women when it comes to like post 2000 like because like my favorites are always like Mariah Janet Tony you know Brandy but they but Beyonce, but they all are pre two thousand in terms of when yeah. we first introduced them. JoJo, we we introduced to her where we introduced her in two thousand four. Um, Tanache two thousand twelve, and so they constantly raise the bar. They constantly push themselves. They constantly give you stuff. They're so good to their fans. Yes, um, we're yes. ne- we're never left thirsty, deprived, wondering what's going on. It's always like here you go, here you go, here you go. It's quality work. It's talent. It's and that's something I respect because in this day and age, we have a lot of artists and this is no shade to like Normani or any other person. Cause I know people are going to assume Normani. That's why I'm saying the name already, but there's people that don't aren't in the space to really give us anything. Yeah. And then when you're a legend, you really don't have to give us anything ever again. And so it's such a blessing to have artists like Tanache, artists like Jojo shit, artists like Drake, even um people that constantly taylor swift let's be real taylor swift her fans are so fed these days I, yes they are she just put out like the remixes to like midnight oh yeah i don't i'm not a I, fan but i she they her swifties or swiftie whatever they go hard i'm a i'm a casual taylor fan because 1989 really was that good okay. but um so like I get the notifications, yeah. Um, but yeah, she stays feeding her fan base. Like seriously, like artists that will do that, I think 
deserve so much because it is not easy to do it either, Can let I alone do it with quality. Can I go back real quick when you say that moment? And I just had this conversation with a friend about artists that have that, like Jasmine Sullivan, she's been out and putting out amazing music for years. And then yes. Hextails, you know, Tang came out and it was just like up. And it was like, yo, Love Me Back is there, reality show, like even her debut, like Fearless, come on. So, Fearless is a classic if you really be knowing. Listen. I even think about the pre, you know, pre before her debut, like the YouTube Jasmine. Yes, don't play with her. So I feel as if JoJo, she's going to have that moment. She should have had it with Spiral Season and Dissolve. But hearing her talk about it on TikTok, like the label, she was, I don't know. I think she might not be with, I think she's independent right now. She's I don't not know. anymore. She's not with, that's what I thought. I thought she wasn't. It was Warner, know. right? Warner, yes. And what I thought was going to, like, hearing it, it was just a, a hit. It was a bop to me. Like, there's no way this song should not be on a radio. There's no way this should not put her back in that conversation. Like, oh, you know, like, I don't know. I It was a very, it was a well, missed opportunity. Yeah, and it sucks because labels, it's up to the labels to really push push you to radio. And then also JoJo is over 30 years old. And so yes. there's a lot of factors weighing against JoJo to get her those placements. But I also think that because I was just listening to Trying Not to Think About It, of course, um, like about hmm, probably about a week or two ago. And I'm, I, I, I was just listening. And honestly, in my personal opinion, like, anxiety berlinda's theme is a great like music video but like obviously and obviously um before that she put out what was it oh my gosh i did know no no i'm talking about on single wise it was worst worst i assume right yeah worst i assume great song but probably not the best like lead up single like i personally feel like she could have put out like spot like anxiety is the as the lead in single and then spiral season as like the when the album drops yeah and then i actually think feel all right should have been a single i love feel all right i do and i i, I even tweeted once that she should make it she should remix it as a duet with a man like usher or like tone stith or somebody and she liked the tweet she I really did like that yeah because jo- jojo and tone stith really need to do something together Actually, do you agree. listen to his music? I do. He's next. He is next. Oh my god! Oh my he god! He is next, and I listen to him like his voice. Oh my god! Something in the water moves me. Mm. I don't know what it does. It just <sighs> it does. Something I was supposed to, me. to see him live when he opened for Dinah Jane years back, and then he didn't come to the Chicago show, and I didn't get to see him. I was so pissed. But I met John. I met Dinah Jane. Oh, so, okay. and you know that's my girl. Yes, I did. For yes. those that don't know, Dinah Jane was a member of Fifth Harmony. Um, she's what? Polynesian. Um, excellent singer. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, second best dancer after our Queen Normani. But yeah, so and she's coming. Like she's finally ready to put music out. Music and I'm really out. excited because the the demos and clips that I've heard are insanity. So, okay, I'm here. For, I love. I can't wait to hear. I love hearing what happens you know, when girl groups go separate and hearing their individuality and what they're going to sound like and what direction they're going to go in. Good. That le- that's, that probably brings up a good question for you. Then. I will say. Yeah. Okay. Um. So briefly, quick question. Who are three members of girl groups who you would have liked to see have solo breakouts? 
obviously not Destiny's Child because yeah, like no, they pretty they, much did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because I'm a I I'm gonna be honest. I can give I, I can give you one immediately. Okay. Adrian from Three LW. Okay, so Adrian, thank you. That's a good lead. Uh, Adrian, when I heard her solo music on YouTube, I used to put it on my iPod. Yes! Super, Super bad. bad. Um, <laughs> there was another one I've heard, like Confessions of a so whatever. She was on the Confessions of a Shopaholic soundtrack or whatever. Yes. Um. Yes, she sh- that should have been Super bad. Was a nice lead to her solo career. And I think it would have took her far. And what I was devastated to hear her say on the reel that she didn't like the sound of her voice. I know. I was devastated too because I love like, her voice. She has such a powerful voice. And even like when she did the Cheetah Girls 2 soundtrack, how, you know, Raven has a deep, you know, like Raven's voice is a little bit is deeper and how adrian's is so it just they work it worked perfectly and so i was like mm-hmm. oh, i could hear her like solo so when she did really super bad and i was just like girl bring it but i she did end up doing a christmas album in spanish i believe right yeah it was good i remember listen i did listen to it and i'm like okay but i want some like give me i mean she's married now the baby you know in the different aspect i don't know what that i mean you can figure out if beyonce can do it anybody can do it she really like I always think she could have been like the Cat Deluna of the 2000s. Like wine up could have been hers for real. I see that. I see that. Mm-hmm. And you're bringing up names I haven't heard in a while and I'm going to have to go you're going to make me pull up. Do you have an old school playlist on Fla- for flavor? Like do you have like a throwback playlist on Flavor Wave? Like- I don't, but like I thought about this before. My thing is that um I don't know how I would you're going to interview remote again. I know, sorry. Uh- <laughs> 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 um i thought about it um i would just need to know if i'm gonna leave it at that like maybe just like have like different ones or if i'm gonna like change them because flavor waves updates and so am i gonna nice. update this playlist or am i just gonna make it that and then have it as like a series um i've thought about doing like essentials playlists like for like brandy or like underrated Ooh. people like tamia deborah cox like things like that who knows that we'll see Okay, so we're just going to take a quick break and we will be back with our interview of Ryan Out Loud. Oh, uh, let's do it. We'll be back, y'all. Okay, we are back with my boy Ryan Out Loud. And we were just asking Ryan what three girl group members he would have loved to see have a solo career. Let's and we, see so what he says. you led me into Adrian. That's that was perfect because yes. I absolutely agree. Um I wanted more. Can I say I wanted more for seven? I want more for yes. her. Yes. She's still from Rich Girl and she's done her thing with Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. I want more for from for her because her projects have mm-hmm. been solid. She's got about five songs that I think if TikTok gets a hold of it, it's a wrap. Like Yearning could have been a huge hit for her. Taboo, huge hit for Taboo. her. I, mean, I love Taboo. She's got quite a few. Uh, Before I Do should have been a huge hit. God, Don't get me started on this. Please. We love you, Seven. We love we you do. so much. Before I do. You should, inter- you should interview Seven. I feel like that could happen. Could that? I'm trying. I'm still trying to get JoJo. We had a conversation, and I was like, girl, come on. We got come this. On. We don't... Shit, put me behind the scenes and I'll 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 work some magic. Listen, I'm trying to look. I'm a one-man show. I'm trying to get a... But listen, you know, you know who I want? That's... 
sorry, look, future guests of season five or beyond, I have to have Destin Conrad. It's oh, that's okay. Yeah. We've had some interactions on the timeline. Like I asked him about his skin, but I really was like, damn, the tweet he responds to, I should have been like, come on my podcast and let's talk about it. Because you've had Ballad and Duran Bernard already, right? Yes. Yes, I have. Come on. You, got you know, I'm this. trying to get, I'm trying to, I, I'll ask this off camera about this one artist I have a question about, but I would like them on there as well. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, Ryan Aloud is a safe space for Black queer creatives, but I extend the invitation to allies to who are, you know, a lover of music and I'm a lover of music. So to have artists that I've been a fan of for like ever, that's amazing. That would be amazing. But back to the question. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Seven. Yes. So I will say, and here, let's hear me out on this. Okay. The I'm going to go to the Cheetah Girls. We doing it. I'm going to the not movie. Not Sabrina Bryan, child. God, no, I'm going for Raven, even though she was not in the girl group. But, <laughs> you know, I had to bring my girl into this, my other girl. Uh, and it's funny because I think sometimes I, I respect what Raven wanted to do because she got offered, of course, she got offered to be a part of the girl group version of the Cheetah Girls, but she opted to do her own thing. However, I love This Is My Time. I love her self-titled album. I love what she's been doing with her, you know, with Microdose uh, 33,000 in Infrasounds, her latest projects. And, but I feel like how she should have done it was utilize that success of the Cheetah Girls and do the girl group and then do her thing. Cause she, Raven had, I'm not gonna she say needed had, her, She needed to keep her mental sanity though. Cause she, she was not she wasn't effing happy. with, with, um, one Keely. of the members. Yeah, I think Keely. Oh, I shouldn't name drop, but <laughs> but it's obvious. But yeah, um, she yes, and I get that, you know. But I if I, from a how I've always like watched her career and things. If you know, if I was in that circle, which she's a legend, she's done great. But musically, she had it, you know, which I really couldn't understand why she didn't get the recognition she did with them like her her other peers on hollywood records i feel like she should have gotten that recognition with this is my time and her self-titled because that was like more r&b hip-hop focused and how alternative uh this is my time was but this is my time I, is such a great record i still listen to it actually you know i do i have a whole raven simone the queen of disney playlist now if we talk in a song that i never saw it for until years later it's alice the older I, love, I, I get, the Alice more from that from... song. Oh Alice my gosh. living in a land that I am envious of. Yellow she really ate that up. She did. She ate it was perfect. Up. I want to I mean, know who. Yeah, I, that's it's a great hook. For me. It's a great hook. The end when they're like, yes. like that ending. It's a great hook. It really is. I agree. My song for her, like that song for me, that is like, it is love me or leave me. On her mm. self-titled album, Marcia yes. Ambrosius. Marsh, I always say her last name wrong. Marcia Ambrosius. Ambrosius. There we go. She she co-wrote. She's on the. She was a part of the team Night Riders. That team Mario yes. and Oak and uh, herself. And she, you can hear if you listen, you can hear Marcia on the background of Love you Me Can. Me. And I was like, mm -hmm. Love Me Leave Me was just like a moment. I feel like you know if. Disney or Hollywood would have done right instead of releasing Double Dutch Bus, which I get it was a promotion for a college road trip. Double 
but you can release soundtrack singles aside from you like uh, the album yes but i think they should have went for you know like love me or leave me or anti-love like i have a notebook taylor with and i've tweeted about this a few times i have a notebook from when i was like in high school into college um specifically with video treatments like i would write out a video treatment for my favorite artists and their songs uh, i love that. Uh, i have a lot for beyonce i had a lot for raven um it was a couple artists I've had, like I did a, a Adrian, I did the Cheetah Girls one too, uh, that included Raven in the vision that I had for them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I had a lot of artists. Kelly Rowland, I did a lot. Solange, I had a lot of video That's awesome. So you know, random. I've never written I've never written down video treatments for other artists, but I have them. Like I had a video treatment in my head for Kiss It Better by Rihanna. Okay. Um, before it was a single. I've had I had a video treatment for Roar by Katy Perry at the time. Um, I've had a lot of different ones. I can't think off the top of my head really, really anymore. But I yeah. had so many, but I've never written them down. That's so cool. And you should definitely keep that. I have to find them, but that was like years, decades ago. But yeah, That's I have so one cool. more to pick, right? Or did I pick my three? Yeah, Adrian, Seven, Adrian, and Raven. Seven, Raven. Okay. Okay. And we talk a lot about uh, women artists on your show. Mm -hmm. Um, what are some male artists that you really love? I love Duran. I love him. Duran Bernard. Bernard, yeah. yes. Duran Bernard. Sorry. I always just say one name like, you know, Duran Bernard. Um, a lot of people will say, oh, no, I'm saying it's if you've listened to him, you get it. Um, Jordan Fisher. I like Jordan Fisher. He had an EP years ago that I yes. really liked. I remember. I all it's called all about you us or whatever I don't know it's the Jordan Fisher EP it's a self titled I believe but he's released um some amazing singles and I'm like this man this I don't want to say boy this man has a voice it like I never like oh my god he remind me of like I always used to say uh, a young John Legend but mm. I've heard him hit notes that I've never heard John Legend hit before so I, you know I don't want to. He's very skilled and trained, you know. He's yes. got a trained voice, like a, yes. a, a theater trained voice, which is yes. They have a way of being able to kind of like reach crazy notes with a lot of resonance, you know. Yes, and I know he like I was following him uh, when after he released the EP because he said I'm going, um, he was in a studio with Babyface. I know he's been in a studio with JoJo. Um, he actually played a snippet of their duet that is not released yet on his Twitch. And I was like, hey, Jordan, release this, bro. Like, come on. It was good? It was good. And I think they're pronouns. I think they go, they're non-binary. I don't know. Forgive me. Jordan Fisher? But I think so. Non-binary. Is Jordan Fisher queer? He's married. They are married with the child. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, yeah. But I don't think so. Um, they just prefer they. So my apologies. But I know they were in the studio with Babyface. Like, I've seen footage, like, they were working. And some songs, like, they have a song called Walking on a Ceiling. Ooh. Taylor, listen to it when we end this and tell, text me your thoughts. <laughs> okay. Please. Because I it was one of the songs. I was just like, how does nobody, is nobody hearing this? Like, Jordan Fisher. So, Duran Bernard, Jordan Fisher. And we talked about it. I like Tone Stitch. I thought his name was Tone Stitch for the longest. <laughs> I used to say Tony Stitch. So I was because like, I always so, think of Tony, Tony, Tony. Yes. Oh yes. Um, I like Lucky Day. Mm -hmm. 
that's a singer right there. Yes, his latest album was just like Candy Drip was really good. Candy Drip was amazing. I like Khalid. So I do like is it Khalid, right? I do like Khalid. Yeah. I like it. I like Khalid. He makes really feel good music, and I love the way I. It reminds me of summer time, yeah. spring and summertime when I listen to his stuff, and I'm like, I love. He's him. been pretty quiet lately. I feel like he did release something, and actually, you, I need to go back and check that out because I thought something dropped not recently, but recently, if that makes sense. <laughs> Who else? So can I? I this might sound. I love, um, the thrill of it all, Sam Smith. That's Sam Smith's first project, right? Their follow-up. Oh, I was thinking in the Lonely Hour. I don't know if I was that the one that had um, How Do You Sleep and um, Wait, yeah, Dancing with his, a Stranger. Duet, no, no, that was after. That was what you know, remember their duet with uh, Yeba, um, No Peace. Mm. That was on that album. I really feel like I didn't really listen to the thrill of it all. I like the thrill of it all. That was that was an album. I really I like I, Sam Smith's uh, new album. I really do. I do like their new album. Gloria. I do, I do like Gloria. I just, I don't know. I know there's a lot of conversation about the antics in terms of, and I don't like the word antics. That's not the right word, but about the 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 photo shoots and the visuals. Um, but I really do think there's a, that a lot of it is stemmed in fat phobia. I really do. In fem phobia. And I think that that's kind of corny. Um, because if Sam Smith had more of a traditionally like muscular um, physique, I just really feel like it wouldn't be treated. Like if Little Nas X did the same thing, I really don't think it would be getting as much backlash by the gay community. I agree. And that's why the straight I, like, community's I, always going to hate. But I tread lightly on the topic of Sam Smith because I it's a love-hate thing. Like I love their music, but they – the backlash behind the photo shoots and stuff it's like i get owning if that's the worst that they're doing like i mean they're not that bad no and it's it's just i don't like it i'd rather someone do photo shoots that maybe are like people maybe make people uncomfortable than like um be completely like terrible person you know abusive or like transphobic or anything like that like i'd i'm i'm that's just me though um i i think sam smith pushes the envelope and pushes the discussion forward which means that someone in the future will benefit so yes i'm for it because you know think about adam lambert didn't even have that opportunity no and i feel bad sometimes like i know he probably sits back sometimes it's like well damn but you know (laughs) y'all oh well oh well no shame Mm. no No it's fine oh man we talked a lot about music yes we We have do you do you have an equal interest in film Film and I need to do better. I'm always late watching films, but TV like Insecure, Abbott Elementary. Um, I was I was a I was very supportive of Grownish uh, at first. I haven't watched the. It's I feel like it's ran its course a little bit. Yeah, I fell off in season four. So even though like Zoe Johnson has been inseparable from the beginning, um, she makes Moesha look like a golden child sometimes. No, 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 no. I take that back. She's yeah, Moesha was horrible. But Zoe Johnson was like more interesting on Blackish than Grownish. That's what um a lot of people say. And I and it's funny because I watched like three episodes of Blackish, but I watched 
like all of Gronish. But what I liked about Gronish is the characters. I wanted to know more about Jazz and Sky and like, you know, like other characters. And then when they introduced the queer character Des in the later season, I was like here for it. And I thought what I would have loved to see was Des be a recurring character and maybe explore the queer side than like mm-hmm. of dating an, another black man or something like you know like I I feel like there could have been a lot of doors open for like what I want to see on Freeform and I feel like that's the network for it maybe HBO but I feel like to keep it safe is I would love for like a show that is based around a you know on main on cable of like a black openly black gay man in a mm. scripted series um I know things like that are making their way to major platforms um for the boys that's my favorite show one of my favorite shows mm-hmm. a transplant is make it's recent it's new but I love it it's definitely really good um but that's really it with television and I watch a lot of old I watch Raven's Home <laughs> I'm child. I need to I, watch Raven's Home. Actually, I love it. It's it's a. I think it's a feel good to me. Like I growing up with Raven Baxter and to see her now in this you know role as a mother and like still being the same. It's like it's it's. I had such a crush on Raven Simone when I was a kid. Me too. That like, was my, she that was, was like, so fine, so fine. I I love her. I will continue to always love her. That's my boom in my head. <laughs> like I got. I want her on Raven. She's Ryan the definition of the word charisma for real. And like a like baby girls like she's what three decades into a career like please put some respect on her name but yeah quickly i wanted to interject before i lose the thought um are you familiar with amanda bb on youtube i am not she has a video called everything wrong with grownish and i'm definitely going to send it to you after please because i know i probably i everything when i, I tell you i watched this video like four times it's so embarrassing how many times i've watched it because she rants so flawlessly and i love i love a good youtube ranter like that's yes. my favorite let's that's, that's my favorite yeah. genre yes <laughs> i agree oh my gosh but um so before we wrap things up i feel like i would love to get to know more about you know you for real for real okay so I guess I'll ask a couple questions that, you know, are just more tailored to just who is Ryan Lewis. Yes. Um, so to start things off, what is a typical Sunday for Ryan Lewis look like? It varies. So there's some days like my mood fluctuates. Like I will probably I will I will I like to do Sunday fun day. Um mm-hmm. there's a place I go to here in Pittsburgh that is recent but it's one of my favorites it's called high side lounge and they do r&b sunday it's a r&b it's like r&b women i don't know something like that but it's r&b brunch it's a r&b brunch and what i love and i'll have to send you a picture i think it's in my phone but i want to go back to take a picture of it but on the wall at the lounge is r&b greats like brandy's up there beyonce's up there whitney like all the legends in the r&b genre is on that wall and actually was like I wanted to do a photo shoot behind that like I'm like like I'm an artist but I'm not but I always wanted to take a picture in front of that Mm -hmm. wall in some type of artistic way but it's always so chaotic because people are at the bar getting their food or getting their drink but that's usually what Sundays look like for me when I just want to you know catch up with friends and just enjoy but there's a side of me that is like like days like today like it is a Sunday but when people hear this it will be Wednesday the 8th um 
Like I love low key Sundays. I love um, taking time to myself and just recharging my energy, getting ready for the week and reading a book or watching, catching up on my shows or simply scrolling the timeline or I go down a rabbit hole of TikTok looking at different videos. That is just self-care mm -hmm. for me, just relaxing, getting my mind right. So that's typically what a Sunday looks like. Meditate. I always in jam sessions. Really? I love a jam session. I will walk around the house. I have a home. I have two home pods in my apartment, one in my room and one in the living room and a mini in the living room and my big one in my room. And I connect to two and and just let go. <laughs> I put it on shuffle and I'm like, oh, I heard this in a while. You know, so it's very random, but <laughs> it's heavily involved with my self-care uh, every day. That's why I, when I redirected this season to do a mute, I mean, not this season, but redirected my podcast after that chaotic first season, I was like, I'm going to do a music podcast based on independent mm -hmm. artists. So, oh, yeah. Yes. That's dope. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. I really thank like you. that. Um, 10 years ago, what was your dream career? I wanted to be, I wanted to do, I wanted to go back to full sell. I wanted to go to full sell for music business. And what I wanted to do with music business, I wanted to be an A&R and I wanted to be an A&R for a label. Um, I feel like a gift of mine and a lot of my friends and now the friends that I've made like you and Lendrix and Warren and uh, mm. Fresh. Um, yeah, love you all know, of them. You guys don't know, but I, I get emotional when you guys send me your like stuff that you're working on, like demos and stuff like that, because I lost that vision that you trust me. You trust my ear. You know, that's that that that's big to me. And mm. like, I don't take that likely. I don't take that stuff small. I'm trying to I can't even word it like I I truly appreciate you guys trusting me with listening to, hey, I'm working on this, what you think. And I give my honest, and sometimes like my one friend was like, my friend locally, he's like, please just don't tell me you like it because you're my friend. And I'm like, I genuinely mm -hmm. give my honest opinion. I don't hear a bad mm -hmm. song from any of you guys. And that's truthfully, like truthful. And I encourage you guys to experiment and do different things, do it. And I love that. So a &R was my goal. I knew I wanted to talk. Um, I knew I wanted to talk and I thought radio and broadcasting was going to be a venture of mine. But I kind of like my 20s are so chaotic with trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I'm even in my 30s. I'm currently figuring that out right now still. Yeah. But I know my podcast, Ryan Aloud, is something that was meant to happen. And timing is everything. Mm -hmm. And here we are. Timing is everything. That's so very yeah, crucial. 10 years later, I would have been like, if you'd have asked me at 21 what I wanted to do, if you asked my friends and family, like, I wanted to be the male Raven Simone. I love that. I was in some aspects, you know, you know, <laughs> performing while acting wise, like I could act like this. I could, and I didn't act, I didn't, uh, what's the word? I didn't work on it. I didn't, you know, jump at the opportunity. Like hone it. Hone something. it. There we go. I didn't hone it like I should have. Like I didn't, I can sing, but I don't, I've never had voice. I did voice lessons, but I jumped out of it. And I feel like it's something, if I would have kept up, I could have been something maybe, but I knew my Ooh. acting chops were there. Like my friends 
tell me they were like Ryan you are crazy you're funny you know like I get it cool thank you but you know something I did I always just laugh at my mom I'm like girl we could have been in condo if you'd have been my mom momager like I was trying to get you to do when I was 12 <laughs> in separate condos or mansions whatever we could have been doing something was you, you the, know, was but, you the one wanting to go to the mall to do your because you thought like if you showed up I went to I used channel? to go to a couple one audition I did go to and I was so scared I left my mom was like really you know like yeah I there was you know I wish I would have took them opportunities a little bit more seriously things could have been mm-hmm. different but like I said I don't like to harp on them things happen for a reason I'm where I'm at and you know yeah, yeah, never know. Maybe I'll step back into those bags. I don't know. Understood, understood. Acting would be fun. We'll see. Mm, that would be great. I mean, there's never a wrong time to start. You can always just do things even for fun. That's what I said. I was like, I and I do want to do, I would like to do a song. I do want to do a song. Um, do I it. did work on one with my best friend because she raps. Shout out to her. And she's elite. She's amazing. Um, she, we worked on it on the good, like on the fly, had a sample of, can we talk? And I've used it at the (laughs) beginning of my podcast, that sample from that song, but it was like giving like singer rapper. And I think, you know, like kind of that mix. And it's something like now that I've listened to it over and over and I was like, oh, I can go back and fix this or do this a little sharper, but I'm no pro, but it was fun to actually do it. Um, it's not out there, but I have it in my phone and I'm like, I share it eventually one day. You're the pro. Maybe I'll send it, but <laughs> do it. please do. I it's horrible. It. I sound horrible, but my best friend. Oh, please slid. don't even like lead in with that. Just my best know, friend slid on uh, her verse on that song. And I was like, I texted her the other day. I actually, I didn't finish it, but I was like, girl, we need to like finish this song. But yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I love that. We'll see. Okay. So that kind of shows you kind of also kind of went into what you're looking forward to, like trying maybe in the future and whatnot. That'd so be- let's, let's manifest something for 2023. If you could manifest one thing for yourself um, for the remainder of the year, what would it be? To be consistent creatively. Mm. That's I'm going to just put it out there like that. Cause I'm working on so many things um, that I, I, all I can say I'm joining a group podcast and I think I've told you about it off air, but I'm joining a group podcast. I don't think you've told me this. No? Okay, we'll talk about it. But yeah, tell I me later. Don't want to like, I'm, yeah, I'm joining a group podcast that will eventually air this summer, maybe it's late spring, early summer. We're still working that out. Um, I finished the first draft of my book. What? Yes. Okay, so we, okay, <laughs> elevation all around you. I'm feeling this. Um, I've always wanted to tell a story. Um, I read a lot of, I wanted to do a book about in young adult teen fiction. So I always mm-hmm. wrote, read a lot of teen fiction novels. Mm-hmm. And what used to annoy me was these, you know, no shade, but like these authors would write from a perspective of a black gay man, like write, at, you know, and I would be like, okay, it's more to the story. It needs to be you know, like it, there needs to be more to a story. And then other things like watching sh- short films on YouTube that are about us as black, gay, queer men um, was always rooted in trauma or triggering situations. And yes, people have those experiences, but I wanted to tell mm-hmm. a feel good, like not even just a love story, but just when I mean love story, just in general of like family, the love of family, the love of friends the love of of a partner or potential partner and just you know make it like there will be when I say there won't be trauma there will be drama 
It's mm. a good book without drama. Drama free, drama filled. Yes. <laughs> and it's a feel good, like it starts off like with a loss and it just works from there. Um, yes. So I finished the first draft and I'm going to figure out the next steps of, I would like, cause I think I'm going to do it into like Amazon authors or books or whatever, however that goes. I think that might be my best route, maybe cheapest right now. Um, but I got to get it, get it edited you know, go through the proofread and editing. Um, so that'll be next. Cause I don't want to, wow. I know right now my story is 15 chapters. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do overboard. I didn't want to go over the, you know, like I know you could be, a, you know, how chapters can be like 80, whatever, you know, it could be a long story, but I yeah. just wanted to get to the point and tell a, a good story. And I like it. I like a lot of people when I told them about it, what it was about, which I'll tell you off the off record what it's about. A lot of people's like, okay. So it started off as a script. I wanted it to be like a Disney channel or freeform series, like an idea. Yeah. But then I was like, why don't I do this as like a book? And then my manifestation, I'm manifesting that this will become a series and it will go from That's there. That's amazing. Yo, so yeah, I'm so, so happy and stay consistent you. with my podcast. Ryan, I like, cause I can, I wasn't coming back. Five, season five was not going to happen. This I remember not- you were telling me that. And I was, I, I remember telling you like, absolutely not. Don't even think yes. like that. Like yes. take a break if you need to. Yes. Because we all need breaks. And I took a nice break. The I, world. Went to the, I went to Punta Cana. We celebrated my mom's 65th birthday and her best Happy friend's birthday, 65th mom. birthday. Yeah. And that was fun. That was, you know, a lot of mimosas, a lot of frozen mojitos and a lot of sun. <laughs> when When is your birthday? October 24th. I'm a Scorpio. Scorpio. Yes. How old are you turning in 2023? Can I, is this something for the world? No, no. It just makes, I gag myself every time because I'm like, what? Bitch, you were just 22. Um, I'll be 34. Yes. That's such a great, you're in a good space in life. I mean, that's a great period. It took me a minute. Ryan Allow started when I was 30 and 33 and I've had. And I'll be 30 this year. So I'm about to be there. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be chaotic but beautiful it's okay it's amazing how 30s don't feel old at all once you're actually there but now i'm here i'm like oh when you're younger you think 30s is going to be just like old as hell but like look at like the footage in the 80s and stuff like they look really old and that's what i imagine they they really do and they were but they also wasn't taking care of their skin and stuff the way that's true because i was watching deron's uh tribute which we were both in did you watch yes. it yet you gotta watch yes it if you didn't. quick quick plug duran world um, yes duran i gotta duran's gonna be on the show he will be absolutely i love duran and how he puts so much what he puts into this his craft like it is amazing and i watched that special uh celebrate 25 years of uh cinderella mm-hmm. and it was just beautiful. I was grateful to be a part of that. Shout out to Deron. Me too. I'm going to be um, watching it today, actually, because I haven't okay. had a chance. Yeah, unfortunately. You, watch it. you look great. You do. Do I? Yes, you do. I, I remember don't... feeling, I remember feeling like, I think I was getting sick or getting over sick, being sick at the time. And I just thought I was going to look terrible. So thank you for that. My day of filming too. I remember I was like, okay, Deron, if you need me to film, you know, record, re-record this again, let me know. He was like, no, you sound great. And I was like, okay. Oh yeah, because of the singing portion? I didn't sing. No, I didn't sing. Uh, but I just went me and like, I did. my talking voice. You did. And you sound great. You'll oh be, no, well, you can actually hear well, no. it. Great. So it's you gotta watch it. I don't want to spoil it for you. You gotta watch it. Okay. Watch it because okay. it's neat how he did it. You'll see. Duran's a genius. Okay. I love him. Um, but I was watching a clip 
uh, when Whitney Houston was talking about, you know, how they were like, oh, I can't be Cinderella. She was like, I'm 33 years old. And I was like, really? Like, not, she oh, looks the, amazing. Oh, uh, fairy, you're talking about the godmother? The godmother. And she was talking yeah. about, like, at that time in 1998, she was like, I'm 33 years old. And I was like, although she looked amazing at that, you know. She looked amazing, but she always had an old soul, so she felt yes. older. Yeah, so that's why I was like, she, you know, but you know, Mary J. Blige is another one. I mean, like, she had an older soul, so like, once it hits, like, once we got like no more drama, Mary, she felt like an auntie, not because she seemed old, but just because she had an older soul, she experienced more, yes. And so, she's always been just someone that feels, you know, it's, no, I it, get it, I get it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's yeah, so it, it, it's a beautiful, it's it was 30 was chaotic for me, it was chaotic, it was. I felt Saturn like, return. Yeah. Yes. It just was a moment for me. And I like now looking back, I just didn't know. I was in a very crazy space in my life at that time. And even though my life is still chaotic, sometimes it makes a little bit more sense. Like I feel like right doing Ryan out loud is my purpose. Um, and connecting with you, like I, you're in LA and I'm in Pittsburgh and I have not had a chance to hug you yet and i feel like you are Aww. one of my friends you are my friends like i tell jameer that yeah. all the time shout out to amorphous he shows all the love shout you guys out. always love show him. love and i just i love you guys down like i really consider you like you guys are my friends and it's like crazy yeah. amazing how this podcast has gave me a bond with like lindrix and i love mm -hmm. you guys i do i really do and I love you too. And you know, congratulations on all your success and on reaching season five season of your Ryan Out Loud podcast. Thank this you. This is beautiful. This is a beautiful time for you. And I know that this year is going to continue bestowing blessings upon your life. You know, you, like you said, your manifested consistency with your creativity and consistency really is key. We both know that. Um, any creative knows that. And so just keep going and you know, it's been such an honor to uh, do this podcast with you. I think this is my third yes, or fourth you are time on the podcast with you. You are family. You are Ryan Out Loud family. And you'll be back quite because you have a project coming. Very soon. Yes. Um, I quite enjoy being on the Ryan Out Loud podcast. It feels like coming home in a lot of ways. And so I, I appreciate you. you so much. Yeah, Thank seriously. Um, and, you know, I guess this is probably a perfect time to like, you know, wrap up this interview um it's been so cool to be the interviewer of a podcast for the very first time it's to interview you no less yeah and I, I had to step back a little bit because i said i told you you were like what you want me to i was like take control how were the questions were they okay? amazing you did great <laughs> you might right, want to i think that's so good i honestly and i'm saying this as we're wrapping up recording i think you should take flavor waves into a podcast Ooh, that'd be kind of cool I should definitely plan that. We'll talk more. Yes, we will. We'll talk more. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for having me. My name is Taylor Gray. Follow me on socials at OFF Taylor Gray on Twitter and at official Taylor Gray on Instagram. It is Gray with an A. And you already know where to find Ryan. Yes, rated Ryan. The random tweeter, <laughs> sometimes chaotic. I speak my I just tweet what's on my mind. It doesn't even have to do deal with me, but I'm going to speak it. It's weird. Absolutely. Definitely follow Ryan. He's a joy and a pleasure. Nice to everybody and has amazing opinions. Um, and with that, we are going to wrap up the premiere right of season, yeah, five. season five premiere. This is episode one <laughs> of two. There's another episode coming up with Bobby Robert Bobby King Deal. Another amazing, talented individual. So yes, stay tuned. Is. Yes, yes, yes.
Thank you. Oh, look, hit my little note. I ain't no singer, but we'll take it.